0: Welcome to Alchemy Uncensored, a podcast presented by Alchemy Search, a team of professional financial and tax recruiters. Our podcast is dedicated to providing valuable insights into the financial and tax sector of the UE by discussing the challenges and opportunities faced by employers and job seekers. Alchemy Uncensored is the perfect podcast for those looking to gain a competitive edge in the finance, accounting, and tax industry of the UE. Stay informed on the latest job market trends, developments, and conversations to stay ahead of the game. Tune into our podcast to be part of this insightful conversation. Hello, fellow alchemists. Thank you for listening to the podcast thus far, But 2024, big year ahead. The one favor I would ask, if you can, if you're enjoying what you're listening to, is to press the follow and subscribe button on whatever media platform you listen to us, as it helps us grow our network and grow the podcast. So thank you and enjoy the podcast today. Welcome everyone to another episode of Alchemy Uncensored with me, Connor McHugh, your host and the founder of Alchemy Search. In today's episode we're going to dive into a recap of the 2023 finance and tax recruitment scene. We'll take a look at the key sectors hired last year, and we'll also talk about some surprising international transfers and appointments where the candidates had no UAE experience. We'll round off with a preview of what 2024 might hold for recruitment. And to make our discussion even more insightful, we have a special guest who's an expert, or he thinks he is, in the current recruitment trends. So let's jump right in. Good afternoon, Lewis. Welcome. Thank you. Great to be here.
1: I feel privileged.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For anyone that's watching us today, I've never felt this sort of setting since maybe a date many years ago. (laughs) It's quite intimate, but, uh, you know, let's just enjoy ourselves today. So, Lewis, look, we're going to cover quite a few points um, this afternoon. So, you know, the key thing which everyone asks us whenever they call a recruiter is, how's the market? So, for you, in your first year in recruitment in UAE, Give me an overview of the recruitment market. What was what was busy for you?
1: Yeah, very challenging market, I would say. Um, lots of candidates, um, not as many jobs as maybe would people would like to be mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. So there's a massive oversupply. There's a real good level of talent, I would say as well, mm-hmm. um, which maybe people don't expect. Uh, obviously, being from UK myself. Yeah. This year, I've had a lot of contact from people in London, Manchester, and other parts of the UK looking to make the move. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they think it's easier to make the move than obviously the reality. Under um, so three months' notice. Yeah, yeah. So typically three month notice, which I would say is making it almost impossible now uh, yeah. to make the move if you're not here. Um, so that's been one of the biggest insights for me and Mm. then yeah as I think we'll come on to in your your new article you released Mm. which uh, I think got some eyeballs (laughs) Uh, spent many hours and many weekends writing I'm sure yeah Um, yeah some quite interesting statistics around those people who don't live here right now yeah Um, and I can only see that continuing to be honest Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's in such a popular high demand Um, I don't know anyone really right now since I've been here in the last year who plans to leave anytime soon? So yep. it's only going to make it more are, are competitive. Are you going to with
0: orders lose?
1: Uh, I think so. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Uh, that's the plan for good, the foreseeable. Good.
0: A lot of people approach you now. You're doing good things in the market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: so <laughs> I'm going to be uh, going to be standing. Watch for the this space.
0: Watch this space. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, look. I, I guess my view on the market this year, again, yeah, based on the the article I released uh, last week, was. It's been a pretty challenging year. Um, I appreciate it. It was your first year. I've been here six years now. Um, The year before was definitely a boom year where, you know, me personally, I thought if we had that year every year that, you know, I'd be retiring a lot sooner than maybe was planned. So uh, (laughs) this year was definitely a reality check. You joined us when? Was it January? January January, last year, yes. So, So, yes, I think, yeah, to give an overview for people, for us this year... uh, Pretty much every quarter was down on the previous year. January was actually our worst month um, in the whole of 2023. So I think halfway through January, when I had hired all the new people, yourself included, <laughs> that I was pretty concerned with, uh, you know, how, how things would actually be for the year, um, because it was very, very slow. Um, processes were getting put on hold. Um, you probably felt that quite a bit. Where you know you were in London before, where. Recruitment is probably a bit more streamlined, per se. Um, but again, to give the overview of the market, so January was, for us anyway, it was very, very poor. February and March were, were good, um, but not nothing too crazy. Then we obviously came out of Ramadan. I think May was probably our best month of, yeah, of the whole year, actually. Um, so for people that are job seekers that, you know, once you get out of Ramadan, things do pick up. For us as a business... We're quite UAE heavy, um, while other recruitment agencies would be probably a lot more in, in Saudi because obviously there's a lot of uh, a lot of work there. Um, so for UAE, it is still quite seasonal. But I do think, for example, Ramadan stuff still will happen here, and stuff did happen for us because we had quite a lot of pipeline and that came through then um, post Ramadan. So things don't completely stop here. Um, obviously, once we got into the summer months, things did slow down. I think you left us for a good. Two months of or hiatus uh, in, in the summer UK. was a
1: challenge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then I guess, yeah, we got back. Q4, things did really get moving again, which was great. Um, and yeah, the end of the year was great. Um, thankfully, we, we we managed to get a lot of things over the line in December in particular. So, uh, you know, that was probably the intro, you know, f- from our side, it was great end of the year. And I know from speaking to other agencies that... You know, overall the year was quite tough because people need to remember the big difference in the market now compared to you know a couple of years ago is that a lot of people are in work. So, if we get a job right now, we'll probably have to reach out to candidates that are in jobs. They maybe want to speak to us as quickly, or maybe they don't want to move. So there's not as much movement in the market. While, you know, eighteen months ago, two years ago, the vast majority of the job seekers were maybe immediately available. So you know, they want a job, they need a job, they take a job. Um, and that was the, the dynamic of the market. While now, people haven't been moving as much and that's what we felt in the first half of the year. So I do think based on what we're seeing is there is more movement. We're getting calls now from clients. They need a replacement because someone's moved in from the job. So it's a bit like musical chairs, but the chairs are staying. Um, so we're waiting for someone to leave a chair, for someone to come into that chair. So mm. let's see. Um, interesting, because you're more on the on the battlefield of the... Uh, Where, what industries? So, you know, you're with us a year. Um, You know, in my article, every quarter we show what industries we're hiring. Um, You've had quite an interesting diversification of industries you've been working in. So, give us an overview of what you've been doing.
1: Yeah. So, I think some of the key industries uh, for for me last year and generally the business, I think professional services. Mm-hmm. So we would class that as law firms and management consultancies. Yeah. Um, firstly, they seem to value the services of a recruiter, yeah. which I think is quite important. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are often open to, to working with us because that was one of the key learnings for me this year is a lot of the multinationals or some of the various different size firms some of them have internal recruitment, right? Mm -hmm. So as an agency, we don't even get some of these these jobs. So we can't always help. Um, So yeah, some of the professional services firms seems to to value our services. Any of them I speak to, UAE is doing well, but a lot of them have shifted or have a presence in Saudi Mm -hmm. um, within professional services, especially the management consultancies. Um, And I know the law firms as well, They've had a presence for a while, but they seem. I think there was a change in legislation where yeah. they're all There's setting of up joint, offices. Joint yeah. yeah, So the law firms um, we've spoken to this year seem to be seem to be doing well. So professional services is is definitely one area, um, and in commodity commodity trading, so trading of agriculture, trading of oil, metals, um, as I'm sure we'll come on to throughout the uh, the podcast has definitely been. A lot of movement mm-hmm. in those sectors and, and kind of shipping as well. So yeah. those sectors which maybe aren't um, as well known or as common, there's lots of businesses setting up. Yeah. Um, they're hiring a lot.
0: They're not as, they're not as glamorous yeah. maybe as some of the other sectors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, law firms. Whatever's going in the world, whatever's going on in the world, good or bad, those guys make money. Um, but yeah, I said the, the commodities trading piece. I know you've done quite a lot in that. Because where have you seen Giving most... all my secrets away. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, We'll get on to that as well later on. <laughs> we'll have the truth and the dare conversation. Um, but yeah, the levels then, because I know you would position yourself at more mid to senior level hiring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where has a majority of your placements or roles that you've worked in, you know, what sort of levels have been pretty hot?
1: Yeah, interesting. Because I'd say mid to senior is probably, what, finance manager controller upwards where would you yeah yeah, yeah. where would you position it so fd head of finance there's been a fair bit of movement i would say in that arena Mm -hmm. um salaries in that area vary Mm -hmm. so significantly um but there's definitely been some movement there above that i suppose we would class cfo Level roles. yeah. I wouldn't say there's been loads happening there yep. um, from our perspective anyway. There's obviously less less roles and as you said, it's a bit of a domino effect mm-hmm. if one person leaves, someone moves on and often there's a very kind of close-knit network in that arena that sometimes yeah. they, they, they do it themselves other. anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, FD level there's been a decent bit of mm. traction head of finance, uh, finance controller, um, but I know as a business we've, we've done a lot at the newly qualified yeah. couple of years experience um, yeah. seems to always be a demand for, for yeah, those no, type of people.
0: I, I think for us, the business, obviously we, we position ourselves to cover all levels. Um, we are predominantly mid-level because that's, you know, the, the reality is that's where the majority of the movement is because being honest, like anyone thinks about it, it's uh, It's like a pyramid, you know, when you're climbing that ladder, that corporate ladder. Obviously, the higher you go, the less uh, opportunities there are. So it is quite a challenging market. And the big thing for job seekers or people who are in jobs is that people aren't jumping ship as quick as possible. And the biggest challenge in this region is that in general, companies will never overpay for someone. Um, There's quite a lot of lowballing that happens and that's stalling things in the market because, as I said, it's very easy when you've got five candidates in a process that are fresh off the boat or have lost their job, they will take below market rate for that job to get the job. Well, now the dynamic is that the majority of candidates are in a job. So for them to move, they actually want an uplift of maybe previously was 10%, now it's 20%, especially senior jobs, and companies aren't willing to offer that, mm-hmm. um, and we've seen that. And the biggest thing now is it's counteroffers. So the, the market's changed so much. I, from what I can see, we've lost, you know, quite a lot of count- <laughs> to a lot of counteroffers this year, and then, of course, mm-hmm. we get lucky with a few as well, but the nature of the market is that someone will wait, you know, is unhappy in a job, then they will resign, and then their boss, or whoever it is, will do whatever they can to, to make sure they don't leave, and that's given the money that they've wanted from the outset. And then obviously in three, four months' time, they're probably back on the phone to us or to you or to, or to the wider team. So that's a big shift in the market and obviously makes our job a lot har- harder. Maybe we should increase our fees, but again, <laughs> no one wants to pay fair fees, but that's a different story. Um, but yeah, that, that, that is for me the biggest shift in this market. And that's why people coming into the market, which I know we're going to touch on later mm-hmm. on, they are so attractive um, for hiring companies because... You know they will take take the job, get going, and there's no buyback. Yeah, it's that's
1: easier for us to, to deal with as well. But I think it's breaking in, isn't it? That first role trying to break in yeah. is what I tell people, especially the more senior you go. The more senior you are, the more difficult it is to break in mm. for various reasons. Um, but once people seem to, to get their first role, it definitely yeah. becomes easier. But then also I've seen quite a few candidates this year who've been here for... A good period of time at least 10 years mm. who were maybe earning quite handsomely mm-hmm. had been in a business for a long period of time for whatever reason the company restructured they're now out of work and perhaps the market's changed so much from when they first secured the role yeah. six or so years ago there's other people coming in yeah. who are undercutting them yeah yeah and it's quite hard for these individuals who may be on 50 K salary. Now someone's coming in and saying they'll do the same role for 35 K and these individuals don't want to, whether they should or not, they're not willing to obviously reduce their, their package for obvious reasons. And then they're now out of work and there seems to be quite a significant churn. Yeah. The,
0: the, the the, biggest challenge is that especially people obviously, um, you know, with family having kids, um, Obviously, that changes the dynamic because you need to have a base level mm. of salary. And that's the probably the challenge you, you might face is that if the cost of living keeps going up, rents keep going up, that people may be like, okay, we're actually not making any money here. Um, so companies need to be, you know, obviously aware of that. But the big thing, what we're seeing is, you know, international placements. Um, obviously, the nature of Alchemy is that we've got quite a diverse team where, you know, obviously, I have a lot of Irish people that reach out. You have a lot of British people. We are as a lot of the uh, the Arab community. And, uh, we're getting constant approaches, and of course, in the UK, you know, uh, you know the three month notice, for especially these newly qualified guys, is that they're not going to get a job here on that notice because there's already got there's ten people mm. already here that have the same CV, uh, and I guess in the article that I published, I keep going back to, but I think our stats from last year were we only two percent of all our placements were international relocations. These are candidates that have never been to UE, that were in a job on a notice period, did all their interviews through MS Teams, and then they secured a job, 2%. So for the people who are listening abroad, remember that. Um, But then 22% of our whole placements were... Guys that were fresh off the boat that had resigned, that were moving to UAE. We had their arrival date. We got them in interview processes before they came, maybe first round, second round. Then they arrive, they finish off the process, and they're the guys. Like, that's nearly a quarter of our placements were those guys, which I've never seen before um, to that level. I know it does happen a bit, but more and more people are just taking the risk um, and coming out here without a job uh, and look predominantly i you know i will caveat that by saying it is predominantly newly qualified up to mid-level people it's not you know it's very different i guess horses for courses where you've got a uh, cfos fds they can't just i get it they can't just resign move over with family and kids it is more probably the single or you know young couples that are, are taking this risk um because i know you're you're constantly fighting that battle with. uh the people from the homeland
1: yeah i suppose if you don't know you don't know right yeah. so these people and none the wiser um we try and educate through linkedin and through podcasts and mm-hmm. the content we provide that that's the reality i'll never tell anyone you you need to quit your job everyone has yeah. their own personal circumstance yeah. i just normally tell them this is the reality people are leaving people are moving here without a job mm-hmm. have they all secured work No, we still have cases where people move here without a job and they still don't secure work. But I can say in the majority of cases, people do find a job at some point. But I think the most interesting point about that is even when you do that, there's still no guarantee. It's the time it takes. That's one of the things that I realized as well is how long things take. When people speak to me now and, and they're looking to relocate and they've quit their job, I say, don't be surprised if it takes more than three months. Yeah. That is the reality. I've, I've got a number of candidates I've, who have moved here in probably August, September time. There's probably three or four that I can think of. They've all secured work now, yeah. but all of them took them until at least December, January. Now, there are going to be instances where people do move quicker than that, and there are going to be anomalies to what we're discussing, but... It takes a long time, so you need to be prepared that it's not going to happen overnight. You will feel like you're making no progress and you're going to need the funds yeah. to, to kind of keep yourself afloat whilst you try to make it work.
0: And I guess we'll dig into that a bit more now. So you're here a year now, right? So you've, yeah. you're in Dubai a year, you've got your bearings per se. Haven't been here a year, and if Lewis was a year younger... Um, and you didn't have a job, what would you be saying you should be doing? So for our listeners that are actually going to move here or thinking about moving here, what would you be doing to best secure a job? So I think it's different to the UK
1: in regards to the UK recruitment market is very developed, and there's a lot of companies who hire people in the UK. So I know when speaking to candidates, if I compare to the UK, typically they're signed up to a few recruiters They'll get a call every couple of weeks with, oh, are you interested in this? Are you interested in this? That doesn't really happen here Mm -hmm. because there's just so many people. It will happen in some instances, but in the majority of cases, I, I say the phone doesn't really ring. I say people have to... Make things happen themselves. They have to put themselves out there. The jobs aren't really going to come to them. If we're talking about those who are looking to secure their first role, if you've been here a while and established and are quite well regarded, then slightly different scenario. But I think you need to firstly have a realistic time frame. As I mentioned earlier, it's not going to happen overnight. Yes, there's lots of recruitment companies out here. Um, some of them are specialists, some are more generalist. You need to do some research and find the right company for your skill set. So, yeah. obviously, there's a lot of finance recruiters here. If you're in a sales role, it's, there may be generalist recruiters or sales recruiters. So, you need to find who out who these companies are and build relationships with those individuals. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the classic response is, but they're not getting back to me. Well, unfortunately, that yeah, yeah. is also a challenge that...
0: We face it. We face yeah. it every, every day. Like, look, don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's been times where we've let ourselves down with candidate experience, but for the most part, we're waiting on information as well, mm. um, good or bad news. So, and that's, that's the big challenge with this market is that, you know, people that are coming from more established markets, we have very little control and processes. We try to get as much, like, it was actually interesting. We were fortunate, to get a, fortunate enough to get a, a fairly reasonably big role on this morning, and the client said to us, "I want to see you every Thursday, in person, for an update mm-hmm. on the role." I'm here six of well, us, six years. That's the second client in six years that has wanted that, and that just shows they're serious.
1: That's music to our ears, though, right? Because yeah. it holds us accountable no, it and it yeah. shows they're they're but committed the, 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 to the, the, to the, the, it the
0: challenge. We get is that you know when we get. We, uh, a client will ring and say hey we need this person yesterday brilliant great let's get it done you send the cvs don't hear back for three weeks mm. you know and that's a lot of people forget that it's a bad outlook for that company and by the time we reach back to the candidates they may not be interested uh, so it works both yeah. ways um but these are definitely the the challenges we face um in this market which is tough
1: yeah and i think like like we mentioned a, a minute ago is yes there are recruiters here. Yes, we get inundated with messages. Yes, if I get contacted, we probably get contacted on average, what, five, ten times a day from yeah. people maybe. Yeah. So there's a lot of messages and it can be quite hard to manage. But if you are really serious, I do think you need to firstly come and visit. Yeah. Get on a plane, come here for a holiday you're not going to come here in most cases and say you've booked a two-week holiday, going to secure five interviews, and by the end of the holiday, you're yeah. going to get a job. That's not the purpose of the, the the meeting. The purpose of the trip is come and try and get some FaceTime. If someone messages me and says, Hi, Lewis. I'm serious. I'm visiting on X date. I will always... Meet them in person because you've invested the time to get on a plane to come here. If you're saying, "Oh, I'm in X location, I want to relocate, but I'm on three month notice," blah blah blah, then we get so many of them of yeah. their messages. How serious are you? Have you just come back from a holiday and you're just holiday. obviously trying to to, to, no, to so move really unrealistic? Like,
0: uh, again, and this is for anyone jobs, any job seeker, in any any line of work. A CV is a CV. You know, unless we meet you in person. You know, if you're visiting Dubai, we can make a proper assessment of you. And you know, I'm by no means excellent, but people can impress you in person. You know, to be fair to you, you actually did impress us, and then you, you fooled us <laughs> after that a couple of months later. But everyone, everyone thought you were great at the start. I know anyway. sure we're we'll talking about that, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it leaves an impression, and that's the in-person style. Because what people need to remember is that sh- our job is just professional matchmaking. You know, certain personalities, and again, better with certain personalities. Certainly, the personalities of a clash. We have a clash in our office with yourself and Jeff sometimes <laughs> because your both personalities larger than life. But we won't get into that yet. Um, but that is the big thing people forget. You know, in this part of the world, is that it is getting yourself in front of people, going after your own tribe. You know, as I said uh, in previous episodes or articles, is that target your similar nationalities. As they are going to go the extra step uh, to get you in front of people, get you feedback. Um, they're going to understand your education a lot better. Um, so with these little things. Yeah.
1: And I think don't underestimate how much effort it can take is we're not saying, Oh, once you've contacted, if you're a guy in the UK and you, and you research and there's five FDs you find in, in Dubai. Okay. You've messaged five FDs to get some insights in the market or meet for a coffee or whatever. It's only five people. Like, it's, it is a numbers game. Like there needs to be quality, but it is a numbers game. Like if you're really honest with yourself, how much effort are you putting in to move in here? Just applying to a job advert, you're not going to get a job here. Yeah, you won't even hear back.
0: Yeah, and, and of course, there, there will always be exceptions to the rules. You know, keep our in-house recruiter friends happy. <laughs> um, that you know, of course, there is going to be direct, and and it's only going to get better with technology. But at the end of the day. I always feel there will be a need for the human, you know, human-to-human contact to actually understand the backgrounds. Um, so I guess, yeah, then pushing into the outlook for 2024, you have your crystal ball, you have your, your business plan meeting with me tomorrow, I think it is, so I'm, I'm all excited to hear what you're... It's
1: Monday, actually. need to online. prepare this
0: weekend. Okay, prepare on the weekend. So <laughs> tell me, what do you think is going to happen in 2024?
1: I think, in my, if I was to predict... I think the market is going to remain quite busy. Um, I mean, we're only a few weeks into the new year, but we've definitely carried momentum through yep. from last year. When I met a few, ca- uh, sorry, a few clients last year, I still felt there was a bit of. Um, there's a bit conservative, in some of them had a conservative outlook in regards to hiring people because I mean, post COVID it was booming, and then I felt at some points last year everyone thought the world was going to fall off a cliff, there's going to be this huge recession, etc. etc. There were companies that were struggling, there were restructuring, so I do feel there was still some conservative mm-hmm. thoughts last year. Um, this year. The noise is a positive, as you mentioned at the start, people, 2022, lots of recruitment happened. Yep. If you've just got a job in 2022, are you realistically going to move in 2023? Yep. Probably not in most cases, but we tend to see after a couple of years, don't we, that people are open. open to a new opportunity. Yep. Things take a while. so if you're open, say, Q1 of, of 2024, you might find a job in Q2, Q3. Yeah. And, so,
0: And the big thing is for us, we're fortunate we're predominantly dealing with finance people these guys see the numbers Mm. uh they know the outlook if it's good or bad they know what's going on um so you know let's see uh you know how how it happens Uh, i guess from my side um how i view everything this year is that i do think january and february are going to be good i think uh, ramadan is march 8th so Things will slow down, but again, caveat that in UAE, it's still busy. Dubai will be busier than than Abu Dhabi because Abu Dhabi is more of a a local population that will be practicing Muslims, so things will just naturally slow down a little bit there. In Dubai, you know, there is probably more diverse workforce where, you know, people will be working just as normal to an extent. Um, So March 8th, whatever it is, to April, then we've Eid. So from... April 15th, I think it is, um, I do expect it to be a bit of a boom from recruitment, because a lot of stuff that was on hold or whatever, slow down, will get moving again, so January, February, February good, uh, March, okay, mid-April, okay, then I think April into the end of May, before the kids finish school, it will be boom time, please God, and then uh, June, July, slow enough again, and then we're back in August, um, and that's, you know, kids are back to school, and you know a lot of the newly quals mid-level finance guys we locate here around then usually very easy to place them um and then october slow and then you know hopefully november december will be good again but i do think it will slow down in h2 more than you know i think h1 will be better than h2 just because it's it, it's all it's a yo-yo of uh how the revenues how we've seen it work anyway
1: yeah i think that's uh a good analysis. Let's see how it plays out. Mm, Hopefully mm. it's busy.
0: Yeah, are you, are you confident, Joe? How's your numbers going to be?
1: I'm confident, yeah. Yeah? yeah. I, I worked hard in 23, so I hope it pays off, right? Because
0: people see Lewis, okay, on, on social media and everything, and you may think Lewis is a bit of a party boy. You know, you see this, you know, English, you know, nice hair. Nice, he got a haircut today as well, yeah?
1: Absolute shock. Yeah,
0: that he, you know, if he's chocolate, he'd eat himself. You know, that's the sort of vibe <laughs> that you can give off sometimes. But... Would you believe he's quite, you know, he, he's up early training. You're not a zero gravity man. No, I don't think. I've never yeah. been to zero gravity. No, never yeah. been. We'll leave that for the two Irish lads in the team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, uh, more for people because people look at Dubai, social media, especially people around your age and they think it's a big party scene. Yeah. But to be fair to you, and it's good because your expenses are a lot lower than some of the other people in the team. Like, what do you do then the weekends? I know you're obviously yeah, big yeah. into fitness.
1: I think that was one of the things when I moved to Dubai that you have this preconception, obviously party in social media. Yes, that is present. Um, I would say the good thing about Dubai is that's in certain locations and mm. certain areas. So if you want to do that and let your hair down, then crack on. You can yeah. you can do that. If you're not interested, you don't need to. Uh, yeah. You don't need to go <laughs> anywhere near those nights uh, or events. Yeah. Um, if you're into sport, which I am. Yeah, so what's,
0: what's your week look like? What's my week yeah, look like? Your, your, your sporting week.
1: So I train every day, yeah. uh, sometimes twice a day, uh, a bit of triathlon at the moment, mm. dabbling.
0: Mm. Uh, He's a savage, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Background in running, so mm. running's pretty strong. Mm. Cycling's decent.
0: What about your swimming, kids?
1: Swimming needs work. Um, yeah, swimming needs work, but we're putting like in Eric the work. Eric the Eel. Yeah, Absolutely. we're putting in the work. Just over 100 swims last year. Yeah, and I started in May, so Grafton.
0: Not wearing bands anymore.
1: No, but yeah, great place for sport. Um, weather's good, obviously. A lot of the time, even when it's not, you just have to train inside and get on with it. Yeah, uh, which is no different from uh, training in the UK. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, if you've got kids, I can imagine. I don't have kids, but not that really you know of not that I know. <laughs> of, um, really good place <laughs> to have kids. I imagine it's really expensive. But yeah. lots to do mm. uh, for kids, so I do really think Dubai has catered for yeah everyone uh, really.
0: I, I think that that's the biggest thing. Like, obviously, if you if you want to talk about socialising bars, you know, we'd have to get the two landers yeah. and I'm Halls not from. your man, unfortunately. Yeah, 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 we'll get the two boys in <laughs> for that session. But uh, <laughs> the and that that is the great thing about UE, is that it does cater for, um, in my opinion, every demographic. Um, you know, if you want to go out and play golf every weekend, plenty of courses, you want to go for a run, you know, if you want to go on the beer all day, it's all there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to find it in the right places. So I think, you know, that is definitely a very good selling point for people coming here. Uh, and how did you cope with the heat? Because obviously, you know, you're blonde, you know, some people say you have a bit of a Scandinavian look about you. <laughs> you're not sure where your mother's from, but, uh, you know, how have you managed the heat, Louis?
1: My uh, approach was, it really can't be that bad. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just didn't really go outside between the months of, what would you say, kind of July, June, July, August time. When you're here, you just get on with it, to be honest. Um, Obviously, everything's aircon, trained inside. Um, A lot of people travel during that period anyway, Mm -hmm. Um, which is not too bad, Mm -hmm. Um, but it is nice now because you do really appreciate Uh, the weather when it's good.
0: And a big thing for me, and... I found this quite ch- not challenging when I ca- when I came from London, obviously you and i were were fortunate to uh, work together in London Rob Walters, but you've come into a business where you know it's so diverse with nationalities Well, when we were in Rob Walters, it was just a floor full of white yeah. males um, you know room. It was yeah, <laughs> a lot of testosterone there uh, but how have you found now you know you've obviously we have our little Filipino mafia, tiffany over there um. You know, with the Indian ladies, you know, Serbi, Rutika, British Indian, Pooja, and then, well, Lady wiam as well. Yeah. Um, you know, how have you found dealing with the different nationalities, the culture? You know, I know in particular you've been quite interested. You've had Indian clients, you've had a French client, a few Jordanians in there as well. So how have you managed, you know, to settle into that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's crazy actually thinking about it because when you live in the UK, or this was at least my perspective, and especially London, I was so single minded and I thought it was all about the UK and was all about London.
0: Um, shocking to hear a British person of <laughs> that opinion. Was it
1: <laughs> that was genuinely. And even in London, obviously, it's very diverse. Yeah. Um, you only need to go on the tube to, to see the number of different backgrounds and nationalities. But where I'd worked, like you say, it had been very. Uh, english british uh, centric it's really interesting to look at how other people work um you learn a lot about people's backgrounds i've, I've been exposed to so many different people and mm-hmm. some of the stories you hear uh, that where they've come from or how they operate yeah it's really interesting it just gives you a much broader perspective of like
0: yeah.
1: what's going on in the world yeah um and there is a big wide world outside the uk is, uh, yeah. would you believe it <laughs>
0: I sell the old empire.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, been doing a bit of research on that, really, recently. Um, but no.
0: It, it's you realise you're bad boys. Yeah, the
1: UK are bad boys. But in all seriousness, it's been really interesting just to work with, like you say, some of the guys in the office, uh, how they operate. Um, I think they've been quite intrigued with um, maybe how you, how, how you operate. Child. How I operate. Mm. Um, lots of energy.
0: Lots of energy. A few
1: jokes here and there, but... <laughs> deep down I'm, I'm a serious operator you are yeah, a yeah, yeah. serious
0: operator yeah, yeah. and we'll, we'll get on to that very shortly <laughs> we'll get on to that very very shortly um, but then I, I guess Lewis the the big things are at the end of the day this is a, a market where there is such an oversupply of candidates and I don't see that changing anytime soon uh, definitely not in Dubai Abu Dhabi there is probably still a bit of a shortage but you know people are sort of viewing Abu Dhabi sometimes if I can't get something in Dubai maybe I will get something in Abu Dhabi but there is more of a shift. I think the big shift, I know we am, she's leading our sort of a Abu Dhabi venture mandate, but companies in Abu Dhabi are starting to become a little more flexible uh, You know, with being in the office, not being in the office, um, having that maybe a couple of days a week. So I think that will add to them getting the best talent. Um, but the thing is in Dubai, you still are getting, It's still is so competitive for, you know, for the right talent.
1: Yeah, I think Abu Dhabi is quite an interesting... Market, um, as you mentioned, they are more flexible. I've spoken to countless, especially senior level candidates this year who had been working in Dubai for a while um, in senior roles CFO, head of finance, FD, who perhaps wouldn't have considered Abu Dhabi as an option initially, who have all gravitated towards Abu, yeah. Abu Dhabi uh, they've all secured roles in Abu Dhabi that's where the to cash be, is at that's where the money's at
0: the money's at
1: but they all seem to have gravitated down there there's some exciting stuff going on driving what, 40 minutes 60 minutes based on where you live maybe slightly longer mm-hmm. is easy is better sorry than perhaps having to leave mm-hmm. leave the UAE so that's quite an interesting market There should be uh, definitely going to be more competitive and I think more people are, are considering it especially that mid to senior level mm-hmm. maybe not the uh the the more junior or the newly qualified who so yeah. obviously want to come yeah. to Dubai and uh, have a bit of fun
0: yeah well I, I think and st- stepping on that with uh, with Abu Dhabi is that you know people that are outside the region the big difference with Abu Dhabi compared to Dubai is that you've a lot more big government companies down there who you know obviously have a uh, probably a lot more cash in their in their purse but they have such a drive for m um, you know to hire Emirati nationals and the nature of it now is that they're still going through the gears uh, with regards to the candidate pool that there's not you know too too many CFOs in Rally Nationals there's you know, a few FDs but it's a lot of this sort of not Gen Z but you know guys maybe aged in mid 20s to maybe mid 30s there's a pretty decent pool there so it's so hard for them to give a job to you know whoever it is from an expat over one of the local guys uh, well in Dubai that's it's a very different dynamic um, so people just remember that, that if you're a senior level candidate, you actually have a very good chance of getting a job in Abu Dhabi compared to Dubai, in my opinion. While in Dubai, um, you know, if you're a junior level or newly qualified, you will get a job in Dubai. I think you'll struggle to get something in Abu Dhabi.
1: Yeah. What about Saudi? What's your thoughts on Saudi? Because that's one question we get a lot is, I'm in the UK or I'm in somewhere else. If I go to Saudi, eventually, is it easier for me to get into yeah. the UAE or obviously we see all the, the noise around Saudi and what they're doing at the moment I just want to go to Saudi like what's yeah. your thoughts on Saudi um,
0: yeah so say, look again I'll be very open we do I'd say 15-20% of our work in Saudi if, if even um, you, you place one or two guys up there which is good um, but we don't do a great deal of work some of the other agencies would obviously be a lot more top heavy on Saudi um, why is that the, bigger the, balance the, sheets yeah <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah, <laughs> a lot bigger balance sheets, but one day, uh, yeah. Look, we haven't got the the to re- properly invest because the thing is in Saudi, you need to be there, you need to be showing your face, uh, you need to build the relationships, and look, we'll get there eventually, um, but you know, just not right now. And <laughs> Saudi's just—it's interesting, like it, it is definitely on the right places, but there still is a sometimes level of professionalism that needs to be there, um, you know, with processes, payments, all, all that sort of stuff there. They need to catch up. Um, so for a senior guy that wants to put a couple of years in, you know, if you work two or three years there, it's like working 10 years in Europe, um, you know, from a financial position that people are willing to do that if their family or at home. But it just depends on the, on the mindset of the person. A lot of people go to Neom, you know, uh, they do a year or two and then they're done. I mean, look, the cash is made, then they can come back to dubai. we've had a few of those sort of sort of profiles come you know across our desk, but it will okay it's it's only going one way. you know these guys are pretty much taking over sport as we see it um so yeah it's it's not going to cool down anytime soon
1: one thing i've seen, and i don't know what you've been here longer than than me is One of the big factors or the big areas in recruitment, in finance in London, I know, and other parts of the world is interim contract. There's a massive industry in the UK. Uh, You get paid well, you can move between industries, move between companies, lots of learning. There isn't really that presence here. However, I have seen more recently people are being hired on, on contracts, mm-hmm. not nowhere near to the level of you can, I don't think yeah. there ever will be, but yeah. is that something you're seeing or uh, is that always been yeah,
0: there? Well, Contracting, I know a few agencies, I think that the license for one is extremely expensive, but of course, if you've got backing, it's, it's a lot easier to get. It's the massive elephant in the room because the, the big thing for someone, if they lose a job here, there is no contract market. So it's not like in the UK or wherever where you lose your job today, you can probably pick up a contract role potentially next week. Um, and that is the the double-edged sword of this market. Like people say, oh, UE is great, Dubai is great. But no, if you lose your job, it can be pretty bad. Um, and, you know, you're under quite a lot of pressure. So especially if you're mid to senior, I would say. Um, if you're newly qualified, you know, you can pick something up pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, the contract market, uh, it's just the legislation. It's just getting your head around that because um, it's not straightforward. Um, and companies take the view, because labour law is quite weak here, I would say, um, that companies are like, well, I can just get rid of the person and I'm okay. Well, obviously in UK or Ireland, you have that unfair dismissals act. So it's quite hard to get rid of someone. Like, you know, I could get rid of you quite easily here, but... Not so much probably yeah. <laughs> in London. You're really painting a bad picture. No, nah, no, nah, look, you're, you're, he's one of the good guys, guys. <laughs> good guy, Lewis. Um, but no, no, The I do think it is going to be bigger. I know uh, certain companies are setting up for just pure contracting, so I think it will, okay. but it's going to take time. And uh, it's trying to convince, nobody likes change in, in any walk of life usually, uh, and it's trying to convince the decision makers um, to have changed, like even retained searches, you know they're so so common in the u k and London, we could get retained search for a newly called role. Well, if I tried that here, I'd be laughed out of the out of the room. Um, so yeah, it, it's just maturity, I guess, is people don't like letting go of money here, especially in the company's <laughs> side of things.
1: Yeah, I think for me, one of the biggest learnings this year has been how you can stand out amongst the crowd because obviously as we keep badgering on and I'm sure you've seen it everywhere you look. There's just so many candidates. And when I meet candidates, I always say to them, you almost need to look at yourself and your skill set and what makes you different and stand out from everyone else because we get inundated with, I'm an ex-qualified accountant with ex-experience looking for a job. That doesn't grab anyone's attention and you end up just falling amongst the thousands of, of CV. So how are you different to everyone else? Have you worked within a certain type of business? For example, are you a startup expert, right? Whether you like it or not, it's tip, you are going to probably get your most success in a startup type yep. environment. Have you worked for all private equity-backed businesses? And then could you find a company which has got a similar ownership mm. structure? Obviously, the topic around industry is an interesting one. Whether we like it or not, there is a fixation here on industry. So do you lean into that or do you fight against it? But either way, I think some of the most successful people that I've seen in terms of finding work successfully is they do have a niche and they've really doubled down. And on the one hand, if you've got a niche, and I mean, there's guys I've met recently who, fortunately, they've got a lot of experience in commodities trading. They're making it look easy in terms of finding work. Now, as we said, the industry booming. On the other hand, I've met people who are in industries, maybe such as like marketing, which maybe isn't a massive industry here. Yeah. The downside that they've been in that niche is there's only so many companies. So... I don't know the right answer, but all I know is that you almost just need to look at what makes you different yeah. for everyone else, and then target those businesses.
0: And, and skill sets wise, and this is across the board. You know, what have you seen a common trend in? You know, what skills are like SAP implementation? What sort of skill sets are you seeing quite hot out here?
1: I think the systems is quite uh, becoming more and more common. Um, I do feel that more and more companies are maybe investing into new systems or mm. changing their system or putting more of onus on what the system can do. Um, maybe it's been quite manual in the yeah. past and you would have quite a few people doing manual tasks. I do think there's an evolution where people are seeing the value and trying to implement change and seeing that putting in a system is just going to make you more efficient. Yeah. Um, so system experience obviously there's lots of systems out there SAP is definitely one that we are seeing especially with the established companies Mm -hmm. Um, so that's one thing the hardest thing is at the start you're just a name on a bit of paper Mm -hmm. so you can't really convey your personality which is the biggest difficulty so once you get in front of people then you can show who you are and there's more to you than maybe just the skills that you have Mm -hmm. But that's really difficult to convey when you're just a name on,
0: yeah. on, a, well, on a CV. I, I think, yeah, and on the systems piece, you know, anyone, especially outside the region that's very good at implementing systems or, or anything in that line, make sure that's on C V because there's so many companies here they're still manual. And people are like, How is that possible in a country like UAE? The honest answer I think is that people don't see themselves in jobs for too long for the most part, especially a couple of years ago where a CFO or an FD was like, try money here for a few years then I'm going back home with my cash. So why would I want to commit to a five-year implementation or a three-year implementation? So I'm sure companies have tried to do it and then halfway through it, the lead guy leaves. Um, so that's why, and because the finance functions are more lean here, if that guy goes, then the whole direction goes. The new guy comes in and it's a completely different uh, leadership view.
1: Yeah, and the, the FP&A, um element that we see a lot of. Mm-hmm. I think it's obvious that the UAE and, and Saudi, the finance teams are not as developed as yeah. maybe London, yeah. where we where we obviously recruited before. Everyone, I would say the majority of candidates who reach out to us in maybe more developed countries and developed economies are in FPA. Yeah. And that's really difficult sometimes because there isn't as much of a need here right now of fp a mm. people. It is a different type of person. That yep. is definitely changing for sure. Common, We're yeah, getting yeah. some fp a analyst roles. I think there's certain industries, retail, FMCG, pharmaceutical, which mm. have those type of roles. But I would still say overarching type of candidate is more an accounting yeah. Canada, especially at the... At it's, the a, it's a hybrid. Like
0: yeah. it's, it's guys that can do a bit of both. So, you know, if someone is, you know, if you've been doing a bit of FPNA or commercial finance, but at the end of the day, if, if you still have the bread and butter, yeah. get that across in the CV because if it doesn't get picked up, it doesn't get picked up because it's not there. Um, and that's the big thing with this market is that because the teams are lean, people want an FC that can do fp and uh, While, you know, in other parts of the world where the functions are a lot bigger... There'll be a controller team and an FPA team. Well, here for the most part, uh, there is a bit of a hybrid.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: Agreed. Well, <laughs> it's been us. very professional. Very professional, but you know we need to talk about you know the year you've had for all the alchemists that uh, you know we have a we have a presentation today. Libos. <laughs> get <laughs> this on the camera. What about those who are listening in? Yeah, the listening. Energy, whoever's not listening, get it. Zoom off of that. You see that? See that, yeah.
1: What does it say? Come What's on. For, for the li- for, for the listeners, they can't see what you're doing. They can just hear Billar some noises. The What's that?
0: 2023.
1: Biller of the Year. Why, why did I get
0: that? Because You did. Well, What, what did, does Biller of the Year mean? You're the big boy. Just, just be a go, nice guy. There you go. There you go. No, no, you definitely not a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a good year. Good year for you, yeah? Yeah. Well, you had one or two bad months rocky yeah a few rocky roller coaster anyone who wants to get
1: into recruitment so at one
0: point guys lewis he was he was doing so good that he, he says i want my own board so that's that's the sort of i won't say arrogance we have to do in the office but that's you know something what's the
1: board to... for the board you mean for <laughs> putting up my uh my successful yeah, that's good. placement
0: no no look anyway guys yeah, whoever's hiring recruitment agencies slip into slip into his dms there you might not watch my dms i'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no perfect look I think that's pretty much covered all the points from our side so uh, you know for anyone who's got listened to this much of the show thank you and uh, please you know follow and subscribe and look forward to the next episode very soon
1: no quick fire what
0: no, quick, quick fire f- any quick fire questions any quick fire questions blondes no, no, of, fire? Of brunettes <laughs>
1: Why only blondes and brunettes? <laughs> what about redheads? Gingers. Why are you discriminating?
0: <laughs> Lewis. Connor. You've made it. You've been of the year 2023. We're now in 2024, so that's gone. Okay. You started the year okay. But who for you are your threats this year? You have a target on your back. Big back. Getting a bit hench. I see that. <laughs> but talk me through. Who are you worried about?
1: So firstly... The cream always rises to the top. Oh. <laughs> so 2023. Done. Bit of a roller coaster.
0: Mm. But
1: I never doubted it.
0: Never it. Yeah. Doubt me now, baby.
1: Hardest worker in the room always mm. is number one, firstly. Secondly, big year ahead. Big year. Target on the back. I can feel it already. Yeah, yeah. There's animosity.
0: There is.
1: Friendly, because we've got a great culture at Alchemy.
0: Yeah, we're, we're a great company.
1: But there's some, there's some friendly rivalry, so for the for the fans, or, or Connor says for the Alchemists, the Alchemists. I'm going to go for each person and see what they bring to the table. Mm. Right. Mm. So Jeff Landers, <laughs> <laughs> 2024 is the year of Landers. Mm. I can feel it. Yeah, yeah. Tough year last year, wasn't it? First tough. year in recruitment's always tough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but get through that first year, lad. Mm. Lots of learning, yeah. but he's coming in hot.
0: He is coming, lad. He's looking good. Tight he's haircut. looking good.
1: January, New Year, New Me. Yeah. But big butt. Big butt. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. yeah.
0: Maybe not a marathon runner, Jeff. He's not a marathon runner at the minute. <laughs> he's
1: plus ninety kg for the Alchemists, but he's he's cutting down and he's coming in good, aggressive. So I think a good year for Jeff. Yeah. Not worried. Not worried. Graham, Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Halton, yeah. nicest bloke. Went. Yeah, nicest bloke, Graham, isn't he? Not a bad word. He's one of them guys that he's just nice. Mm. Do you know when someone says, describe Graham, you just say, he's a nice guy. Yeah. I'd love to be one of them.
0: You <laughs> 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 You're never going to be one of them. No.
1: Graham, decent year. Mm. He's, uh, yeah, solid. Solid year. Um, not sure. I'm not okay, sure. Okay, okay, okay. Jury's out. I think we'll have a are... good year, but I'm not too worried. Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> let's go on to the Indians
1: there Indians, now Indians yeah Pooja <laughs> Pooj, as I like to call her just come back from maternity leave mm. I All right. I'd never worked with her before mm. and obviously the company's changed a lot from what I'm told new people so I was worried I was worried for her to be fair mm-hmm. I thought she'll come in she might like how it used to be mm. there's a lot of ego in the office now yeah. from Jeff from Graham yeah. from you don't throw stones so uh, I was worried for for how she'd get on but her first quarterback, she did well. Check She's that. got a bit, to be fair. Mm. She has got a bit. <laughs> I'm actually impressed. I like Pooj. And you know what? The Pooja versus Rutaka rivalry. Mm. That is one to watch. T-no. That is what I'm looking at. And what about Rutaka then? Rutaka a beast. <laughs> Anyone knows Rutaka? Read her tax article. She is a beast. She is a beast. She <laughs> dreams about tax. Right? She loves tax. What do you dream about, Actually, <laughs> 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 She dreams about tax. right? Uh-huh. She is coming in hot. Yeah. Big year. Mm. She was on her own for most of the year, right? Because obviously Pooja yeah. weren't about. But the rivalry there, they sit opposite each other, mm. is fierce. And
0: what about the silent assassin Serbi?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: She has you figured out, kid.
1: She was fuming. End of the year. Had a bit of bad luck, but she's coming in hot. Yeah, gosh. The only thing is, is pending maternity leave. (laughs) 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 Is she ready to pop out a kid? (laughs) So she might not be in a full 12 months. Let's see. That's my prediction. I reckon Serby out the game. Similar situation then for... Lady Weam, do you think? Lady, well, nah, nah, nah. No, no, La- no. Lady Weam. I left the best till last. <laughs> is there anyone else? I'm forgetting. Obviously, no, the, the Filipino Mafia. Yeah, we know them. They're great. But Weam's Weham, an interesting character. Go on. She's walking, She's floating mm. around the office at the minute, isn't she? Mm. She is floating. She's had a good start. She was sandbagging mm. last year, right? Oh, yeah. She was making stuff happen. She had three quarters off. And in Q4, <laughs> she was making stuff happen. <laughs> so she's got a bit of momentum. Mm. But kind of same thing. She's so coming for you. you. She's coming for you. She's she? coming in hot. Yeah. The bookies, they should back her. Really, she's been here a while. Mm. She's got a bit of chat, mm. but I got about myself. <laughs> <You> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a bit, do a long way to go around it. <laughs> okay. But I myself. Okay. Right. Well, look. Hardest worker in the room. Let's go. Twenty twenty four. Let's There you go. Right?